looks like I just got to sack my queen really quick here. No big deal, Danny. No big deal. You know, Bye, queen. Bye. <laughs> That's for Danya. Uh, you know, thank some, you for your time. I like the tea. It was great. That's that's right. You know, sometimes the um, sometimes the ladies got to go. I mean, I I don't see the position uh, that you're talking about to start this beautiful part of the podcast. But um, if you want to link me up, I can check it out. I mean, maybe you don't even care about you know Papa Cheese's approval of the Queen Sack or not. You know why? Because it's in the past. It happened. So if you already Gone. did it. It's over. It's gone. It happened. So, you know, it's because it's our good friend Bobby. Good friend Bobby back on the Bobby. Bob, classic Bobby. Classic and, Bob. Uh, I, I will say I was really lucky this week to even be able to play these games. I sat down. I, I'm one of those chess players that I get these notifications on my phone on occasion. It's like, hey, you got to got to move. And you're like, I got three days. No big deal. And then I I go to my I go to my account and I go. Uh oh, I got one hour, right? That's usually my one thing. I'm like, oh, I got one hour. Cause I remember like around you got the this red, time. You got the red, the red font now. Yes. So I had, I kid you not, Danny, three matches under 60 seconds left when I opened chess.com app on my phone on Oh my Monday. God. That's, that's risking it even for this biscuit. It. I got I mean, all three moves into. Wow. Talk about, by yeah. the way, I just took a sip of my protein smoothie. I, I told you I was grabbing some before we started. It tastes terrible. I've never had this oh, kind. No. It's is it new, new, new varietal? Yeah, it's um, it was. Uh, I got you know you got to consider the source of people that suggest protein smoothies, right? You got to ask yourself like, is this a guy who's just been torturing himself with the worst tasting stuff forever, and mm-hmm. so now this is like just a phenomenal step up? And I think I realize now who that guy. I realized that this that guy is that guy. Um, you are you are. yeah it's like me with my soylent so i have been on the soylent train which are these if anyone doesn't know what soylent is it's basically 400 calorie meal replacement in a bottle of genetically engineered everything so it's a bunch right. of just stuff and that's like an that's like an insure right like um yeah yeah it's like yep. an insure yeah but even more silicon valley insure it's like this okay. it's like the most it's like pretentious um Silicon Valley VC funded um, <laughs> elixir, elixir. I'm and, sure it's non GMO, non GMO. Oh, it's one in the box. It says this is 100% GMO. Oh, really? It's, it, everything's, yeah, on the box is like this is genetically engineered. Like it's 100% oh, okay. GMO. Okay. It so I, I didn't be. know it's, what level of pretension because there's, there's two different lines. There's like the, pretentious um has to be a hundred percent natural and that's what they're taking pride in or Uh there's the like this is genetically modified to to bleep you up right yeah um Mm -hmm. and it's like the people that would love to be vegetarians but they can't give up meat so they're waiting till they can genetically modify meat without having to you know to deal with animals right i mean like it's like they want they want more gmo no 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 amount of gmo is enough Mm. Yeah, no, this is all about it's all about like stuff, you know, it's it's protein type is soy. So it's like soy stuff and protein and amino acids and algae or something. But, you know, I drink one a day. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to drink all this soylent every single day. Like, That's a bad idea. Don't do that. Mm. Because 
there's like living cultures. It's like if you drink a lot of kombucha, right? Just you can't drink a lot of kombucha because there's living there's things in there and your stomach's like, hey, what's going on? I can't handle all of this. Mm -hmm. So I drink one every day for lunch when I go to work because it saves me money. I don't have to buy lunch expensive, expensive in quote lunch at Microsoft or pack my lunches, throw a soil in the fridge, bingo, bango. Mm -hmm. And uh, on Amazon, you can get like a 12 pack for 24 bucks. So it's like two bucks a Bucks, bucks so much, but I'm I'm in the same way, right? which is they have all these meal replacement things, and and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna drink a soylent. All my coworkers are like, oh man, that can't be, that can't be good, right? And you're like you've I've convinced myself that it's a great tasting drink. Like I've now six months in, I'm like, oh, this soylent, it is phenomenal. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Like, do you know, do you know the taste of cereal? Like not the cereal, but like the milk after you've finished and it's just been sitting there for like an hour, that's Soylent. You're going to love it. It's going to taste fantastic. Yeah, well, so. I can't, I can't, I mean, Soylent, it just sounds wrong. Soylent sounds like something I put in my yard or yeah. like, like I put into like my, my, my pipes. Like Soylent is right there with Drano. It's what it, I don't mm-hmm. know. When you say Soylent, I don't know, maybe the VC funding guys like didn't recognize exactly what, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some money could have gone into the semantics. That's all I'm saying, uh, angel investors out there. Um, but I hear you. Speaking of kombucha, not to change the subject, but you did mention one of my favorite pastimes, which is homemade kombucha. What? Um, have you ever had like you ever? So I have a I have a buddy, a Mormon buddy, LDS, Latter Day Saints. Okay, Latter Day Saints. Um, and he because Latter Day Saints do not partake in any form of, uh, I guess you know alcohol or coffee we'll just say like the two the big two right they can drink like a 12 pack of soda a day but apparently you know no coffee all right so go it's on the list i was i was having a conversation recently with my friend seth also lds and um we had the same conversation he's like it's on the list it's on the list can't have it yeah exactly so um but kombucha because it's like a a thing that they make naturally despite the fact that it's known that as it ferments there is a a certain amount of alcohol content in kombucha yeah, I have several Mormon friends who partake in kombucha and they make it homemade. And this is not on the list. Oh, yeah. According to them. And maybe these are are Jack Mormons. I don't know, which is like a, a term, a guy that was, you know, born and raised in Arizona and has often been thought of to be Mormon, you know, had my first kid at 20 and four kids at 32. So, you know, they, then they hear me curse like a sailor and they know that I, that I partake in drinking and they say, okay, that guy's clearly not Mormon, but I've been confused. So, and I have a lot of Mormon buddies and really some of my best friends are LDS. Um, and anyway, so kombucha is a thing that like you can, you can do it in different ways that it will ferment to have higher forms of alcohol content, you know, where it starts mm. to hit to that white wine level almost. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's a fun little fact about kombucha I had to mention before we completely got off of this train I put us on with the plant va- plant based Vega protein nutrition shake, twenty grams of protein, veggies and greens, vitamins, minerals, fiber, and omega threes, all in this compact little bottle. And guess what? This is non GMO. You guessed it, completely natural. Wow, uh, you, it tastes natural. Okay, this thing could use a little GMO. <laughs> Isn't that the funny part? Like this could just this could just use a little bit of cheese right here. This could use a little bit of gluten right here. Let me just sprinkle fairy Mm. gluten on this really quick. 
So that's how that's pretty fun. Yeah. So does it? You're not going to call it the brand. This is um, no. This is something is a powder that you mix together. Like, are you? No, it's, it's in a you, bottle. I'm not trying to call oh. it the brand. Although I think I already did when I said. But it's okay. I mean, a lot of people really into it. It's not that bad. It just has like that. It just has that not good taste. <laughs> mm. it's, it's not not bad. Oh, I know that it, taste. I know it that has taste. the not good taste. You know, no, it's um, it's actually not. I've had I've had much worse. I'll say that I was I was into um, getting some different types of experimenting for a while. I, I do CrossFit and I uh, regularly hold back. Not you want to ask what you want to ask what my workout was this morning before the podcast. Why I'm drinking? Okay, I won't go into CrossFit. All right, so I digress. So Luke and I, when we were doing CrossFit forever, we were. We were, you know, being a little promiscuous with our protein powders. We were bouncing around. We were playing the field. I'm not going to lie. You know, you got to play that. You got to play that we protein were, powder field. We were playing that protein powder field like a piano. And we were, we had a number of different ones we were trying. We were mixing and matching. We were, we were tri proteinual. You know, we were, we were trying any protein once. Um, and, um, we ended up settling on Naked Way, which was a really good one, just like, you know, expensive, high quality stuff. Um, you kind of you kind of get to the point where you really like that they don't have any sort of particular flavor. They're not trying to mask what it is. And I think some of the artificially flavored ones really drive you nuts. Um, I actually use a different one now. But um, anyway, during that process, we tried a number of different vegan protein powders because you're trying to get away from like the milk or the whey and the dairy, the cows. And, and they just... I just couldn't ever get behind the vegan protein powder. So it's nothing against the brand I already mentioned, won't say whatever. And this is, you know, it's decent tasting, but I realize it's just something about artificially sweetening those types of things that I just, I can't get behind. I'll have to ask our, our girls over at the, uh, the V spot podcast here on soundbite FM mm-hmm. plug. Cause they're, they're both vegans. It's a show about being vegan. I'll see if From they, now they on have when any you do a plug, Will you always do the bum, 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 plug? Because that was great. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, maybe we could be a guest like that. Maybe we could be a guest Ooh. on. Well, let's let's definitely tell the V spot what we were discussing here, and maybe maybe they can throw something my way that I'm I'm wrong about. I would. Yeah, I'd be really interested. We went to. Have you heard of this place called Salt and Straw? Negative. Have you heard of this? Mm. No. Okay. Cause it's a, you, yeah, you can ask your good friend Luke because mm. when he was in San Diego and San when they Diego, were in old wooden ship, Diego, um, and they tweeted out, no, no, he Instagrammed, he Instagrammed, uh, and I say Instagram because you got to groom those, those photos. You got to make them real yep. nice. And, uh, he Instagrammed some photos of, 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 of them eating some ice cream at this place called salt and straw. So salt and straw is an ice cream parlor, if you will. And they have, uh, they work, every single state has different ice cream because they work with local places. Very, it's up there, right? Uh. It's like, this is fancy. This is the, even, they're like, how do we even get fancier than fancy? Well, we're going to have a rotating monthly, monthly menu that's specific to each state. And then our normal menu is also going to be special per state when we're going to work with different places. So H, H Diggs and I, we went first out to, uh, Ballard the other day, we we're looking at some apartments and we stopped by and I got this, uh, Elm coffee and whiskey co- ice cream. That was good. That was, that was dairy. And then I felt terrible, of course, it was, sounds good um, though. but, uh, Heather got this, uh, uh, sorbacho, a sorbacho, Ooh, which was, I, I was, I, I was just going to guess H H town's definitely a sorbet girl. She is a sor- sorbet uh, person. We have some Talenti's Sorbetto, not not a sponsor, but they could because I know they sponsor podcasts, Sorbetto. 
Um, uh, they, they sponsor podcasts with their delicious sorbetto. Um, she does love a sorbetto from Talenti's. Uh, so she got one is called wild berries and these berries were picked by wild foragers and like, this is what I'm talking about. And, uh, so we went again last night. So we went out with some friends after some Espanol class Mm -hmm. and I partook in a vegan, um, um, a vegan ginger, ginger beer sorbet. Wow. It was delectable. Yeah. So, because I'm also trying to get away from from dairy, you know, we don't like the dairy in general, but I, I don't need other, I don't need other things in my ice cream. I, I'm okay with some vegan ice cream. It has, and I think it was a, a I think it was like coconut based, you know, that coconut, coconut, coconut. <laughs> stuff's good. I'm trying to get rid of all butter. You know, the, the problem with butter is that you need to use butter and you can replace it with coconut. We talked about this coconut know, oil, but I told you I but, can't, I mean, you titled the last podcast with exactly what we know. Can't do it. You know, you, I, can, you know, I changed the title later. Did you know that? I felt bad. Oh, you, you did? did? I, want, I didn't want people to think people that you actually died because that would be bad. Oh, no, you should have so, left it. That's total clickbait. I, I know. I changed it. I changed it. <laughs> I had to. I felt, I was like, oh, I was like, you tweeted. And I was like, oh, no, now everyone thinks Danny's dead. No, like, what's I, happen? I was hoping, oh, man. So what'd you change it to? I haven't even looked since you changed it. Uh, you, if you go to Blunder, you can go to our website, Blunders. So where can FM. I go? Where can I go? Blunt, blunders.fm. <laughs> If you're making blunders, head over to blunders.fm. There's also a contact button where you can correct um, if you would like to specify specifically um, and give feedback to the show. It's called Bacon and Butter, Danny's Best Friends. Bacon and Butter, Danny's Best Friends. Okay, so that... that yeah, it's not bad. You could have also gone with, uh, you know, Avocado Heaven or something. But okay, I get it now. I see. Yeah. Um, the uh, Well, I, I thought it was pretty funny. And, and it's obviously what we talked about in the, in the call. And I, uh, um, yeah, I, I do I, all kinds of theories on butter. Like people do like the bullet coffee too, which has like, you know, the, like, I think if you go high quality butter, I mean, there's a lot of natural, uh, fatty stuff you can need to. But again, if you're not a dairy guy and it's just not setting well with you, like, you know, I feel like I've, I've struggled more with the, 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 the dairy proteins. Like I do really well when I'm just not on cheese. But um, yeah, cheese bad. Cheese is but, bad. But, but that's the, the dairy, hardest one the dairy to get away fat, from. Like I'm good with that, mm. you know. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, any hooters. When did this become like a show where we're just? I mean, I started it, I guess, with the the vegan, the vegan uh, mentioned. But I I have been looking at your game with Bobby, and I I do have some coaching for you if you're open. Oh gosh, I'm open. I'm I'm linking this into our show notes. Yes, game. Number uh, game number one nine six six eight seven eight two four. It's a it's a great thing. So here's what's gonna happen. Danny Bobby's gonna gonna come in here and he's going to he's gonna take out my queen. He's just gonna yeah, well, take well, hold that on. Knight. So let's let's go back go back to move twenty after you played king to g eight. He brought his queen into h six check, and you played. This is where king we were G8. at last week. This yep. is where we're at last week. And if you right? remember, so I moved away. Bobby. Bobby being the instant mover that he is, right. Yes. He moved mid show, and he, he and yes. he played knight to g five. And I said, I don't know if you remember, people can go back and check the podcast. I, I foreshadowed quickly. I don't ever want to interfere or provide any sort of unfair assistance. I said that I didn't like this move. This was not the best move and he, by Bob. And, and he he commented after listening to the show. He said, "Messed up move order here should be interesting." But then you didn't do it. Though. So here's what happened. So what he should have done on move twenty one. Let's go after after move king g eight. What he should have done. This combination that he launched would have been successful if he plays the move 21, bishop takes f7 with check. 
At that point, you have to take with the king, and then his rook on a1 is unleashed to attacking your uh. undefended bishop on a4. So the, the the thing I thought he was going to do when he executed this combination was exactly that. He should have just taken f7, accepted the free bishop on a4. At that point, he's up material. We call that being up the exchange in chess where you have a rook for, for a knight or a bishop. So the piece count is equal, but you're up the exchange because the rook is a better exchange than a minor piece. So that would have just mm-hmm. been winning for, for white. He, then he could have got back to the attack. But when he played knight to g5, not doing it in the forcing move order, the move you had in this position kills two birds with one stone, or better said, saves two birds with one. How do you save two birds with one net? Is that a deal? <laughs> uh, anyway, so the move was bishop on a4 back to e8. That's what you should have played instead of queen f8. If oh, you, really? If you bring your bishop all the way back to e8 in that oh, position. because I'm protective. Exactly. I'm protective. Oh. You're saving the rook. You're saving the bishop. Yeah. And yeah. if he takes everything on f7, at the end of that line, you actually have two minors for the rook. And that's actually – it. that's mm-hmm. black is up the exchange. So in that case, mm. he takes everything on f7. He has this lone dark square bishop on c1. You have a bishop on e7. He has two rooks, but you have two knights and a rook on b8. And black, black – I mean, frankly, black is actually better there. Better there and Bobby, Bobby would know that. So um, so that was the opportunity missed. You played queen f8, and after he took f7 – Though you did not have to sacrifice your queen yet, I think you probably could have played king to h8. Um, you're definitely worse. Because um, mm-hmm. even if you play king h8, he might just trade queens, his queen for your queen, and then he still gets your undefended bishop on a4 at the end of the line. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I feel safe in giving that advice and talking about it because it's already over. Right? It, it's already you over. Know, this is Can't not happen. But bishop e8, that would have been, um, been your saving grace instead of the move queen f8. Yeah, you know what ended up happening there, too, is this was one of those matches that was under 60 seconds. So I was scrambling, right? And yeah. this is when you put yourself in a predicament where you're scrambling. You're hey. like, oh, what do I need to do? I'm going to defend, right? Yep. And, and it wasn't didn't give me the time that I needed yep. to do this. Well, so if I was a good player and I could just, you know. Well, uh, on that on that note, though, we were um, we were. um. Well, we were about to talk about what I was doing this week and why my why I'm using my built-in microphone. Clearly, I must be on the road somewhere, so that's been that's been a mystery yet unspoken about. But speaking of time management, I mean, it's a big it's a big uh, big lecture that as a chess coach, the rare the rare instance that I provide in person chess coaching once a year. If you remember our podcast that we recorded in mid July last year, do you remember where I was? Uh, you were in Tucson, right? I think teaching there, some. You did it. Yep. You mm-hmm. did it. You, you're my bestie. Give yourself a virtual hug. Virtual hug. Engaging virtual hug. Anyway, um, so uh, so I'm in Tucson and coaching coaching some kids, and you know these the groups of kids are anywhere from you know like the lowest rated is like 1500, which is really good, up to like you know strong masters, 2300 plus players in the top group. Um, I'm actually working with the top group today after our after our recording. Nice. Um, I have a lecture on advanced defense, thinking defensively, Ooh. which is not something young players like to do very often. So it'll be really fun. I'm gonna torture torture the bleep out of them. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, time management is a big a big practical thing because people often this isn't the case with you. You're a busy guy and you're not a professional chess player, but it is something that even strong chess players struggle with, and they and if they don't correct the habit it becomes almost like 
a psychological issue because they would get insecure in in earlier stages of the game and take unnecessary amounts of time on small moves. Like it's like somebody who's putting and just like stands there and lifts the putter up and down on the green like mm-hmm. 72 times, like an abnormal amount of times where there's no possible way that that's helping, right? People take five minutes on a move you could have played in 30 seconds, and then they get themselves under time pressure. It's like a subconscious decision, Freud would say. They get themselves under time pressure so that when they make mistakes, they can justify, I was doing well, but I lost the game under time pressure. And it's like a a lecture I've given many times, like, hey, like, this is a huge issue. And people continue to say, like, oh, no, just X's and O's, this and that. But, like, if you have less time than your opponent, you're going to make worse moves, and that's how Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that makes it. Yeah. And if you, you put yourself in a predicament, that's why when you watch bullet chess, right, you know, you get down to the last, you start having like one second every move, like you're you're pre moving and like you're in. And then if they start moving fast, then it just it it, it trickles down. And I've, I've seen it happen, especially when you get down to those last five, a few seconds. It's pretty, yep. pretty crazy. That's cool. I love that you're still out there helping the kiddos just really Not, down to I your mean, roots. I decline. I mean, I I don't do this. This is the only time I do it because I've been teaching at this camp. I've taught at this camp 12 of the 14 years it's existed. And uh, the guy that runs it, Robbie Adamson, is uh, someone I've known since I was a kid and all that stuff. So I... uh, I, this is the only time I do this once a year. And I, I because of that, I think I really enjoy it, like the in-person engagement with, uh, with uh, the kids. And then it's, it, but it is tends to be a stressful week because chess.com doesn't stop. So I was like, I was up at six, worked out, like do work. And then at the camp and I'm like bouncing in between like classes, trying to kind of keep the, to keep the ship going. So it's, I, I, it, it is good for chess.com that I'm here often. I mean, really, I mean, not just, it's like I'm here like engaging with future generations of chess players and, you know, chess material. And a lot of these kids are pretty much all of them are actively using our site and it's kind of a good way to stay connected and get feedback and all that stuff. But it's, it's not something that I'm able to squeeze in very often these days. And even though I, I do miss it, whenever I'm here, I'm like, gosh, I miss <laughs> yeah, I, like you get you kids. get to talk to people in your job mods. Like I talk. But I'm talking to like in our biggest shows, I'm talking to 35,000 people alone in my room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, obviously, that's what I do. And so I'm not complaining or whatever, but it is different than like engaging and like recognizing the facial expressions and, and kind of playing it to the crowd, which, hey, you know how I love playing to a crowd. Right, babe? Come on. Yeah, you do. I mean, you know that's me. That's my Danny. <laughs> so it, well, I'll it, tell you this. I do this. I also do this thing called Seattle Give Camp, which happens once a year. We work with local charities. I think I talked about this previously, and that was another opportunity. Right? So, like, I write code like on a daily basis, but I'm not writing like full production apps for people or like sitting down with people and helping them. Like, I'm presenting, so it is different. It's a really different workflow. It's not just that I'm building something. I'm not like I, you're you're playing chess, but it's different when you're teaching chess or interacting in a different way than your normal daily job, which is doing that. But it's it's just different and it's hard to explain, I guess. Yep. Word. Yeah. I will let you know, Papa Bear, when you get back to the north. Northtown. Um, there might be a package waiting for really? you. Really? Just saying. There might I'm, be a little I'm, surprise. Uh, well, I already know there's one package waiting for me because my blue bottle's there and I've been I've been suffering. I had a um Ooh. so fun fact about coffee. The I don't know if you agree with this. How often do you partake in these little like coffee packets and like the, uh, the not, not Keurigs, but the, um, you know, the hotel coffee machines, they're like in those little like cloth packets and you put them in the, 
the thing that kind of mm-hmm. slides in, you know, they're, they're, they're not pods. They're, they're like UFO spheres. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I have had this coffee the last two mornings and I think they're better than Keurig's. Like sometimes they're not that bad. They're because the, the difference is that with a Keurig, it is, it is forcing water through the roof of a plastic pod, right. hot water. Like if people think about what a Keurig does, right. it literally takes hot water in this very thin, super thin walled, you know, plastic, which who knows what shenanigans is in there. And it forces this water into these poor Poor beans that have been stuck in there for years. Poor, Danny, poor years. beans. The poor beans have been ground up by who knows, who knows who what machine. It. Who knows where, what little you know pieces of, of critters are in there. And they just it shoves the water so hot, Danny, so yeah. hot right through that that vessel. And that's not good for anyone. Where the spheres, the 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 spheres, the UFO spheres, they're in a cloth mesh. Mm-hmm. So yes, and, and then they're in a they're they're their idea of sealing the freshness is to put them in these little self-contained little pockets of pack, exactly. you know, things that you open up. Now those beans, again, they've been abused. For, they've certainly. been, um, they, the, you feel, you feel terrible for yep. them. Like, um, they're left in the cold. They didn't, they didn't get a fresh who knows where, you know, they did not know, not even a burger grinder. No. It was just a whatever. Um, and, but at least in that instance, right, when you're pushing, when you're brewing it, it, it isn't still a normal, it's more of a traditional yep. coffee machine at that point. Yep. And it's just a single thing. It's still terrible, but it's bad. So first of all, you are a spokesperson for the rights of coffee beans to have a proper grow. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you know this, there's a tear running down my cheek right now, but I, I love, I love the way you describe that. You know, it's going to be really hard for me to wrangle a Keurig sponsorship for our podcast after that little speech. But, um, you know, I digress. The, uh, we could, what, whatever happened to Blue Bottle? I guess Blue Bottle just doesn't sponsor him. Anyway, sorry. So, yeah, so I've been having this coffee in the morning. I wake up, I hit, I hit the, uh, the local hotel room, Joe. And of course, like every other hotel on the planet, there's a fake Starbucks in the hotel. I mean, mm. every hotel has a fake Starbucks now. Um, yep. but I'm like, you know what? I don't, even, you know, this is good. Like this, it's not, it's, it's just, it's quick and easy. And I hit my coffee and then I hit my workout and I come back and I, you know, so I've been, that's what I've been doing. I, uh, the last couple of years I came to this camp, I brought Shauna and the kiddos with me, um, which is fun. And, and they're, um, you know, it's a resort where he, you know, he gets a pretty good deal for the, this is really the, the, the most popular strongest chess camp in the country. I mean, it's, um, and he and Robbie gets a lot of credit. He's built it from the bottom to the top. Hashtag Jay Z reference. And um, and now he 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 has it in a nice hotel, which he gets at a pretty good rate because it's the off season in Arizona. Nobody comes to Arizona in the summer unless you're insane or no, you know, have a death wish, right? Um, too hot. Too hot. Too hot. So um, the um, the but this year I didn't do that because you know it ends up being one of those things where where Shauna really is just like dealing with all four kids by herself and I'm, you know, doing the camp. And then when I'm not doing the camp, I'm like kind of stressing about work. So it's honestly just like a much better environment for me to like do the camp alone. Shauna's at home right now, kind of preparing for a baby shower. Um, so she gets to do sewing late into the night, have some wine. Her girlfriends have been coming over. Last night I called at about nine 30 before I went to bed and she was having such a hoot and holler and good time. 
that it was mm-hmm. it was hilarious. I was like, you're just having a great time without me, aren't you? And she's like, I really am. Like, I don't want to admit it. But, you know, she's like, I'm just like, she's like, Ellen's over here. Becca's here. Her girlfriends are there. They're just, they're sewing and they're doing all kinds of stuff. They're having wine. And I'm just like, I'm just going to go to bed alone in this hotel room. And I just answered email for two hours. So, you know, now I'm upset, even though you get to play upset because I'm leaving. Now I'm upset. You know, well, it's probably good, though. It sounds like it sounds no, no, I'm, like I'm, not, I'm kidding. I wasn't upset at all. No, I'm I'm just teasing. No, it was, it was, it was you great. were you were it was an upset happiness. Like you're yeah. so happy that you're like, I want I want to be part of that. How come I, I want I want can I get a little bit of that? But then you're like, well, it's probably good that I am miles upon miles away because there's four children back there that yeah, are running true. around doing <laughs> who knows what. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Let's- so no, it was. Uh, so that's that's what I've been up to this week as we you know, talk about, talk about chess and, uh, what, what are we, what are we talking about again on this podcast? I feel like we always reach this moment of the, we'll call it the, uh, Danny's existential crisis mid podcast. You know, we always reach the existential, like, why are we doing, what is this podcast about again? Where are we going next? Well, we did two of three. We got a little coffee talk, a little coffee talk, and then we got a little, uh, we got a little, we got a lot of chess talk. I think our chess listeners, which uh, probably a lot of them out there, probably going to enjoy this. Now, what I want to know is I want to see, I want, I want you to preemptively, I don't know how much of that, that, that drink is left for the, for the, for the tweet. Cause I love when you do a good tweet, Danny, Danny just tweets really well. Cause he, he thinks about what he's going to tweet. I'm a tweet. Like he's like, here's. I'm a tweet. And then he does a great photo and then he'll like take the, the artwork from the show and he puts it together. He's, he's a, he's a thinker, well, but I would love to see, I want to see you taking like a, bef- like, a be- like a before, like a th- three photos. Okay. Ready? This is what I want from you, Dan. Okay. Three photos before sipping your protein drink, drinking the protein drink, and then your face, like, emotion of how you feel about that protein drink and it's a progression right so our listeners can feel it like what they're listening to i love it I'm, is that I'm possible do or do you already drink it exactly that i already did drink it all but i'm going to reenact it and i'm, I'm a very okay, good, good actor so <laughs> yes no problems doing professionally that. trained <laughs> professionally trained uh no i uh we had the uh the jamba juice and uh i don't i wouldn't say i'm a good tweeter i don't tweet nearly as often as i you know i, I I tend to go in waves. Like right now I'm definitely in like a down moment where I really only tweet when I'm doing stuff like that or if I'll, I'll retweet you and I feel bad about it cuz you're you're all over the Twitter sphere and I'm uh I'm living in my own world, but it goes in waves. Like I'm sure during the World Championship in November and other events I tend to tend to be a little more active and kind of just like within my own little niche, you know. I figure nobody wants me to tweet about anything but chess anyway, you know. So I just I try to wait till it's wait till it's time. But uh you know Everything in due time, as I, as a wise man once said. Um, yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Well, I think you're, I think you're a lovely tweeter. You know, just get out there, explore, explore the Twitter sphere. I'm a terrible tweet. I don't tweet anything. But you tweet all I tweet t- shenanigans. I tweet good stuff. I tweet all the time. But you got your, I, Zam- I mean, you your Zamarin following. You're a, you're a Zamtown. We, we actually got a tweet. We got a tweet right back last week from somebody who said they had a crush on you because you're they're 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 geeking out about your Xamarin celeb. What was? Uh, yeah, good. What was I mean, her name? that's what I'm here for. What was her name? I don't know. She was a. Oh, she was a. She. Uh, I just want to give her a shout out in case she's listening to the podcast. Oh yeah, well, let me check it Listener out. Listener of the show. Load up the Twitter. Friend of the sphere. show. Doop, doop, doop. I got too many. I can't go that far back. 
It's too far gone. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's that you know you tweet a lot more than me. Yeah. See, I can find it. Here it is. The thread starts with uh, Mott's doing a great job with his tweet photos. He's got the blue bottle in the background, still trying hard for that sponsorship. And then uh, Anna Bolina, C-137. I don't know. Anna Bolina says she has a, a geeky crush on you ever since she started learning Xamarin. And I said, I also have a geeky crush on him. But ironically, it's because I refuse to learn Xamarin. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I like that one. That was the thread there, and uh, and there we go. So Anna Bellina, if she's listening, we read. I wonder tweet. if that's a, a Star Wars reference. C one thirty one. I now need to Google. I don't know. C one thirty. Is it a Star Wars reference? No, it is a Rick and Morty reference. Uh, I don't watch the Rick and classic. Morty. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Classic Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. All right, buddy. Well, I'm gonna go crush some code today. Um, you know, crush it with those kids, teach them they're the future, Danny, they're the future. Hey, um, the minds of tomorrow will be deciding you're in my fate when we're looking for nursing homes, buddy. So you that's know, very true. This is the deal. Very true. And, uh, All right. I uh, hope you have as, as good of a week as, as possible and, uh, catch you next time. All right, buddy. Love you. Peace.